Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Six, four, Welcome to another episode of the 643 Podcast, brought to you by 680 The Fan and the Dickie Broadcasting Corporation. I am your host, Dylan Short, here to talk about what we've seen in the past few days from the Braves. This has been not the best start for Atlanta as they dropped Game 1 to Washington last night. Um, Did not ever really look in the game. Did not get a good pitching performance from Waskar Inoa, which hurts me to my soul. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I am a gigantic Waskar Enoa fan, so I was hoping to get a good start from him last night. I'm a full-on Waskar Enoa stan, you might say, as uh, did not come to fruition last night as the Braves fall to 2-3, and three, matching Washington's 2-3. and three. Um, not, not the best start to a season when you've started with four games against the Reds and now you're into three games versus Nationals. This should have been something where uh, the Braves had an opportunity to jump ahead quick. Um Got completely shut down offensively by Josh Rogers, who he's horrible. But this should not, this shouldn't shock any Braves fan. There's something that happens to this Braves offense whenever, uh, <laughs> whenever they face a pitcher who they should put up 11 runs of their own against, they end up getting shut down. Kind of a soft toss and lefty. Um, Braves only mustered two hits against him in five and a third. They got one run because he walked two batters. Um, they didn't really strike out too, too much yesterday, which was a nice sign for those that care about that. Um, but more importantly, the pitching yesterday across the board was not great. Waskar only went three innings, uh, gave up seven hits, five runs, all five of them earned, only walked two, but gave up a, a pretty big home run to Michael Franco. Did have four strikeouts. Um, well, I'm going to discuss Waskar a little bit later here because I'm already seeing some takes that, frankly, I, I don't really appreciate. Not that I don't appreciate, but that I, I don't believe in. Um, but we'll we'll discuss that and why Waskar gets kind of a different take from everybody than any of the other pitchers. Uh, but Spencer Strider, we did get to see him yesterday for the first time since opening day. He went three and a third, uh, gave up three hits, one run, had three walks to three strikeouts. Tucker Davidson came in to finish it off, so he will not be starting today. Uh, two and two-thirds innings, five hits, five runs, all five earned, two walks, two strikeouts for Tucker. Uh, the, the the name of the game, the story for these Braves pitchers yesterday was inefficiency. Uh, every single one of them struggled to throw strikes. Now, uh, Waskar Noah, 72 pitches, 41 strikes. That's about 57%, 56.7, basically. Um, Spencer Strider, 71 pitches, 42 strikes. Again, that's like 57% strikes. Not exactly what you're looking for, especially if you're trying to, to eat up innings. Uh, Tucker Davidson, 58 pitches, 35 strikes. Not that great for him either. Um, just a, a, a bad, that was just a bad game for the Braves. Um, had more kind of struggles to the outfield defense. And it's not, 
it's way too early to get upset about anything or to be concerned about the long-term outlook of the team. It's still kind of hard to gauge how much of, of this you write off to uh, a shortened spring training. Everybody had a shortened spring training, but everybody's a little bit different. Um, the humidor, I think, might be uh, might be playing a little bit of a role. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but the Braves have already announced that they're going to call up two pitchers. I'm assuming you're going to see Bryce Elder start today. They've already confirmed Max Fried's not starting today. He's going to start tomorrow. They wanted to keep him on that regular schedule that they had planned. Uh, so I, I would bet you're going to get Bryce Elder today. I think that that's when the Braves say that they're looking for somebody to give them some length. Bryce is a guy that they feel confident he's going to throw strikes. Even if he gets hit around a little bit, he's going to throw strikes. And that's kind of what you're looking for. You'll also see another pitcher brought up. They did confirm that there'll be two pitchers brought up today. I think Dylan Lee will probably be the other one. Somebody that can give you kind of long relief out of the pen if it's needed. That way you're not burning uh, like your Ken Lees and, and Tyler Massix and Will Smiths uh, of the bullpen. You can kind of save them because you do still have uh, you still have nine consecutive games that you got to get through before you get a day off. So, sorry, as you guys can hear, I don't exactly sound great today. The uh, pollen is kind of getting to me a little bit. Um, with Elder, it's just going to be a case of go out there and do your thing. Um, Washington's not a good offense, so you, if you have to come up on kind of short notice and take on an offense, Washington's is kind of the one you want to do. Uh, Bryce doesn't have super premium stuff. I, I've mentioned this before with him. He's a guy though that goes out there and he knows his game and he's going to attack hitters and he's going to make you he's going to make you beat him. He's not going to hurt himself too much. He's not going to to give up a ton of homers. He's not going to walk a lot of guys. He's going to make you earn it at the plate. And there's a lot to be said about that. That's why the Braves like Bryce Wilson so much. Uh, Bryce Wilson. I mean Bryce Elder so much. Uh, as I was going to say, he's he's a lot like Bryce Wilson when Bryce Wilson was coming up. Uh, Wilson had a stronger fastball as far as velocity. Uh, Elder's secondaries are, are very far ahead of where, uh, Wilson's are at this point in their careers. Bryce Elder is a guy that the Braves feel can go up there and and eat innings and not really hurt you. Sure. There's going to be some games where throwing all of those strikes is going to be a little bit detrimental because you'll, you'll start getting hit around by some of these really good teams. But he is one of these guys that profiles pretty easily in the back end of a rotation. If you look at Bryce Elder and you say, well, what? His ceiling's not that high. You're right. It's probably about a fourth starter uh, as far as an overall ceiling. But he's got a major league floor of a fifth starter, which there's not a lot of upside in there. But it does mean a lot when you have somebody you can count on for major league innings. I think that's an important thing that gets kind of overlooked sometimes as everybody's chasing the highest upside guys possible, which, you know, I get it. If you can make an entire rotation out of aces, you'd obviously want to do that. Uh, but guys like Bryce Elder are very, very important for your ball club. They, they do a lot of things for you. Hopefully he can keep the pitch count down tonight. I'd like to see him get himself a, a nice big game today. It'd be, it'd be really cool if he, if he uh, is able to kind of hold this Nationals lineup. We'll see how he faces off against Juan Soto. Yesterday didn't look like any of the Braves pitchers particularly wanted to challenge Juan Soto as uh, Waskar did not look great out of the gate last night, just was struggling with his command. And when you're a guy like Waskar and you don't throw a ton of different types of pitches, uh, the slider is his, is his bread and butter pitch. And if he doesn't have command of the slider, it's generally going to be a long game for him. Where I kind of get an issue with this whole, oh, Waskar has to go to the bullpen, replace him with Spencer Strider talk, is um, if you tell me that you can't pitch Waskar as a starter because he has two pitches, but then you tell me to start Spencer Strider, who has two pitches, it comes across as kind of either disingenuous or reactionary. And I don't understand this. I, I, 
I shouldn't say I don't understand. There's this narrative that goes around about Waskar Noah and that he's he's the command is not strong with him, that he's the weak link in a rotation. And it's just not true. It's not borne out by anything last year. I know the last looks you got of him last year were with the bum shoulder and after breaking his hand. But separate this year from last year, it's completely separate things. When your shoulder is hurting, you're not going to pitch well. I mean, that's that's pretty simple. Um, but when you tell me he's got no command, the guy had a lower walk rate than Charlie Morton and Ian Anderson. Waskar is very good about throwing strikes. Waskar rarely has no command. But there are games where his slider command is off and he'll hang the slider. And that's something that for Waskar, if he doesn't have it that day, it's going to be a bad day for him. Same thing as the Milwaukee start last year when he broke his hand, when he does not have the slider command to where he's able to put it exactly where he wants it. When he lets it hang a little bit, then yeah, it's going to get hit kind of hard. If you want a good takeaway and to be perfectly fair here, I told you I'm a gigantic Waskar Noah fan. So yeah, it's my show. I'm going to be talking about Waskar, and I still love Waskar Noah. I think I still think he's a starter. I don't think you take a guy out of the rotation after one bad start to start the season. I don't think you would have done it if it was Kyle Wright. I don't think you would do it if it's Waskar Noah. I don't think you take Ian Anderson out of the starting rotation because he had an awful start. It's too early to freak out about any of that. But you get certain narratives attached to players, and that's all anybody wants to think about. Um, Never mind the fact that last year, Waskar Noah, according to Sierra, which is Skill Interactive ERA, essentially that just takes away all park factors. It takes away everything, and it just focuses on the skill of the pitcher, the the skill of the pitches, the grades of the pitches. And Waskar Noah was one of the better pitchers for the Braves in terms of Sierra. He was better than Max Fried. He was better than Ian Anderson. He was dominant in terms of his Sierra. And that's that's kind of my favorite measure to use for pitchers because it takes out everything else. It, it just grades the pitcher on his stuff. Um, now, it's not as common. You kind of got to go into fan graphs, go into the game log if you want to see it. Um, but I'm not done with Waskar. And the good news for him, by the way, I said I was going to mention good news. The good news is he did make a concerted effort to throw his change up early in the game. Now, he didn't really have great command of his changeup. It didn't perform that well. But we've said it doesn't really have to perform that well. It doesn't. It almost just has to be like Tucker's changeup where you just have to show it. You don't have to, to be you don't have to be carving people up with it in order to make it effective. The whole point of the changeup for Waskar would be to get people off of his slider or at least have to consider that he's willing to throw a change. And he also threw a couple sinkers yesterday. Um along with his four-seam and his slider, obviously. So he threw four different pitches yesterday, which for every for a lot of Braves fans, that was one of the things they wanted to see from him coming into this year, was to throw more than two pitches. And he did that yesterday. Now, it still wasn't a good start for him, because no matter how many other pitches he throws, the slider fastball is going to be his bread and butter. That's going to be his go-to. And it should be. When his slider is one of the more elite sliders in baseball, his fastball, he can run up to 100. Last night, he was sitting about 96, 97, but he can run it up to 99 to 100 as well. It doesn't have the same spin as a Spencer Strider, which is why Spencer's plays up in the zone a little bit better than Waskar's. But Waskar's slider is better than Strider's. Uh, and what you saw from Strider last night, I don't want to make this seem like I'm talking badly about Spencer Strider, because I think Strider is a starter long-term. And I think the Braves view him that way as well. Uh, I think... It's possible that they send him kind of back down to Gwinnett at some point to get consistent starts. Maybe. Maybe they do replace Waskar and Noah with Spencer Strider, but I don't think it'll be the next rotation through. I think 
they'll give Waskar at least a little bit, seeing as how for a month last year he was the best pitcher on the ball club, and he had a shortened spring training, and he had a extra shortened spring training, I should say, coming off of a bit of a shoulder injury last year. Uh, I think they'll give him another start, maybe two. And if he struggles after that, the Braves aren't a rebuilding team, so I'm not saying that you just let him struggle all season long. But we talk about the yo-yoing with Kyle Wright as far as moving him from the rotation to the bullpen. We talk about it with Tukey. We talk about it with Tucker. We talk about it with all these guys. I don't understand why we think that that's okay for Waskar Noah. I get it. There's a narrative that Waskar is only really because he only has two pitches. But you, you have to be consistent with that. You, you can't just sit there and say, well, this guy only has two pitches, so he's a reliever. But this guy who also only has two pitches, well, I like watching him throw 100 at the top of the zone, so he should be a starter. Um, that, that's, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. They have a, kind of the same issues as far as when you throw hard like that. Sometimes you can get hit on the barrel pretty hard. Last night was just not a good day for Anoa, and it, partic- it wasn't a particularly good day for Strider. Uh, the three walks... He had as many walks as strikeouts. He only had about 57% strikes uh, to pitches thrown. That's not, a, that's not a good ratio. He had a lot of the same issues as Waskar. He just didn't get hit as hard, which is you know good, all for it. But none of the three pitchers really threw a lot of strikes. So I don't think you could look at that game last night and, and look at any of those three guys and be like, oh, well, that's clearly an answer. That's not to say that they're not answers. Sometimes you just don't have a good game. And for the Braves, it was from the top down yesterday. And it's really kind of been from the top down all season. It's been, I believe it's been four games so far, four out of the five games. The Braves pitchers have given up uh, four or more runs total. And quite a few games where the Braves offense has scored uh, under four runs as well. The offense has kind of cooled down a little bit. You're, at first, they were hitting the ball hard and just weren't finding many outs. Um, the one thing that's kind of confusing to me right now is the lack of power. The Braves have hit a lot of balls really hard and hit a lot of balls in the air really hard and just nothing to show for it. There has been almost no power so far. I believe Austin Riley, uh, Austin Riley and Matt Olson, I believe, are the only two uh, Braves with home runs to this point in the season. Now, Riley and Olson are going to hit plenty of them because they're both big and strong and hit the ball hard. But you're not seeing the rest of the team really hitting for the power that you would expect, especially with the pitchers that they've faced. Uh, I don't know if it's the Humidor playing a, a bigger role. It's possible. Humidors do, according to a Beyond the Box Score article from 2018, they do suppress home runs at about a 20% clip, um, which is, is pretty consistent. If you look around baseball right now, home runs are down about 21%. Humidors are now in every ballpark. Some ballparks will actually hit more home runs with humidors installed because it just makes the humidity average. So places that are already really, really humid, you're actually probably going to see more home runs hit uh, than if they hadn't installed a humidor at all because it's just going to average out the humidity across the league. So ones that have really high humidity, that means those balls are going to be harder than normal, lighter than normal. So they're not going to, they're, they're going to travel farther, but for other places uh, it's going to suppress home runs. And I think, I don't want to just say that that's all it is because that seems like a little bit of an excuse. Um, it could just be some run-of-the-mill bad luck. It could be because it's been kind of cold a little bit. I don't know. Uh, but it's not what I was expecting to see from this Braves team. I was expecting a lot of home runs. I still think we'll get there. Uh, I do wonder if the shortened spring training has, has had a larger role than maybe a lot of people thought it would. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. 
take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. I know every team had the same shortened spring training, um, but it just doesn't look great right now. It's still it's still way too early to worry about the team or anything, uh, but they're in a really, real the first month they have a really easy schedule. And I've talked about this before on the show. They have to take advantage of it. And right now they're not taking advantage of it, especially when you start out with your first seven games against teams the caliber of the Reds and the Nationals. This should be one where the Braves are had a shot to, to take six out of seven or all seven. And instead you're kind of playing footsie with 500 to start the year. Now, again, way too early to, to, to be concerned. It's not, it's not any time now to panic or, or to press the reset button. But I do need to see them pick it up a little bit. I do need to see them start to realize that you do want to take advantage of this a little bit. Uh, Philly and New York have been playing pretty well to start. But again, they're Philly and New York. They'll fall off at some point. Both the Mets can't stay healthy, and the Phillies have maybe the worst defense in baseball um, unfortunately, the Braves outfield isn't playing much better than what the Phillies outfield would be playing. That is one of the, obviously you miss Ronald Acuna's bat. You, you miss that level of talent, but you miss him in the de- in, in, in the outfield defensively a lot. Eddie Rosario made an error last night and the outfield defense, the corners look so slow right now. Uh, and it, it's, it, I don't exactly know why Arcia has been DHing against lefty pitchers instead of playing left field or why Guillermo Heredia doesn't start against lefties and Ozuna goes to DH. I don't understand playing Ozuna in the field on purpose. Uh, he's, he's not a good defender. He has a nothing arm and it's hard for younger pitchers to feel good about your defense. When you know in left field, if somebody hits a routine ground ball into left field, there's a good shot that if they have average or better speed, they can take second off of that just because Marcel just does not have an arm. Um, Marcel and Rosario together, neither of them are particularly fast. They don't cover a lot of ground, which means you have to be a lot more fine with your control. We have seen before that bad defense can ruin pitchers. Uh, So it's going to get better once Acuna comes back, but I would not be shocked to see them start to uh, get Ozuna towards the DH role against lefties. And if it were me, I would probably start Guillermo Heredia in center and move Duvall to left field. Uh, certainly, I would have Arcia playing left field because while his defense isn't great out there either, he at least can throw the ball. Uh, I Personally, I'd probably opt for the Guillermo Heredia defense in center field because I don't think there's a big difference bat-wise between Guillermo and Orlando Arcia. Uh, Arcia got a hold of one yesterday that looked like it should have been gone, but like I've talked about, ball's just not really flying for these Atlanta Braves right now. Uh, and again, it's not anything that I'm going to be clamoring, beating down the door, trying to yell fire snicker for. It doesesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, I, it's one of those things I really do wonder if if they're being overly cautious of some of these players as you've seen them cycling through all three catchers early on. Not something I would have expected to see. Contreras has had at least one start. Manny Pena's had two starts. And Travis Darno has had two or three starts. Um, so they seem to be cycling them through all the time, which it's good for keeping legs fresh. But generally to me, that would kind of indicate that they're, that they're trying to be cautious with the shortened spring training and trying to make sure 
that somebody doesn't get hurt because at this point in the season, you'd still be just getting, you, you, you still would have had another two or three weeks left of spring training uh, had, had the season started on time. You'd still had about another, probably another week of spring training to go before you ever got to your first major league game. So it does it does appear that they're being a little bit cautious. And that's probably a good thing. It's just not much fun to watch when the Braves aren't playing well. Um, but that's okay. I expect them to turn it around. They'll be fine. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm expecting to see Bryce Elder tonight. Dylan Lee called up. If he has to eat some innings out of the bullpen, fine. This might be one where because you still have so many games in a row that, that you might just say, hey, whoever comes up, y'all got to eat it a little bit. Y'all got to give me some length. Um, it, it does help that yesterday, even though you did burn, uh, Strider and Tucker yesterday, you didn't go into any of the mainstay relievers. You got five and a, you got about six innings out of, out of six, exactly six innings out of those two. Uh, I would expect you got to make room on the 40. So I would think you could see Drew Waters, maybe option to the 60 day IL. I don't know. You could see that's, that's where you can get some difficulties. I, I really don't know who's going to fall off the 40. Uh, you you got to make room, and you got to make at least one spot for Bryce Elder. Dylan Lee, I believe, is already on the 40, but you need, uh, you, you got to make, you got to make one spot, um, which I think, I think you could see. I haven't heard anything more about Drew Waters. I haven't heard about his injury being bad, uh, but you could see them drop Jacob Webb uh, as well. Haven't he's, he's not been up on the big league club yet, so that's possible. I don't know. The Braves are at this kind of spot where 40-man spots are at a premium, so I think they're going to have to be careful. You don't want to lose somebody that you potentially believe in. Um, I mean, I guess maybe you could see Sean Newcomb dropped off the 40. The Braves haven't wanted to do that thus far in his career. But if you're talking about guys that, that kind of would be the ones to deserve to, to lose that 40 spot and guys that probably would be able to fall through the cracks and make it back to Gwinnett without being picked up by somebody else, I don't imagine anybody picking up Sean Newcomb. Uh, I think that that... Personally, for me, that's probably the one that would get it. Not, nothing against Sean or anything, but he's kind of consistently shown what he is. He's, you know, he he he's just doesn't have enough command or put away stuff or, or really the aggression on the mound to, to make his big frame and his big fastball work all that well. It hasn't worked to this point. Uh, so you got to figure something out. If Bryce goes tonight, I'd just like to see him get about six innings. Five to six innings would be nice. Uh, don't walk a lot of guys. This Washington team, outside of Soto and maybe Josh Bell, they're not great offensively they don't have a lot of power they don't have a ton of guys that strike fear in your heart so don't pitch scared to them I don't think Elder's going to that's not really his game he knows who he is and that's a good thing that's a very good thing for him and it does kind of show you it's a, it's a big plus to Alex Anthopoulos for that draft class that 2020 draft class you've got two of them already in the majors that's a very good thing that is uh that's very impressive Shea Langoliers would be in AAA already uh, very, very impressive from what we've seen from the last couple of draft classes from Alex Anthopoulos. So uh, good on him. I don't know who the second one will be. I think we'll probably get some news here relatively quickly. Um, but I'm expecting the Braves to win tonight. And I expect the Braves to win pretty much every night. But I, I don't expect the offense to continue to struggle. At some point, they're going to break out. Uh, they're, they're too good offensively, even without, uh, as it does actually look like Bryce Elder is lined up. So we might actually have the lineup listed no lineup listed yet so the the expectation on cbs sports is that it's going to be bryce elder uh some good news for the braves though is matt olson just continues to hit uh might not be the fastest in the world but uh looks like you're taking on patrick corbin tonight so you're going to get another orlando arcia start 
I, I just want to see him play left field if you're going to, or, or have Gilly play center field and have Duvall play left and, and get some defense into that. Especially with the young guys, you gotta you gotta be able to trust your outfield defense. And at the moment, the Braves just can't with Ozuna and Rosario together. Um, and, and if Elder's gonna be making his first start, you want him to feel comfortable that if a ball gets hit decent into the outfield, that there's a decent shot that it's going to be an out. You don't want him to have to assume that anything that's not hit directly to Adam Duvall is going to be a base hit. That's a hard thing for pitchers to do. It's not fun when you don't know or you can't trust your defense. So uh, Patrick Corbin is not good anymore. So uh, this Braves offense, still with a lot of righties on it. Uh, you'll see Ozzy. I would expect you'll see Ozzy leading off since he'll be able to hit right-handed all game. I keep saying you should expect power. They've not shown any real power in Atlanta. So tonight would be a good night to get that off their chest and get some home runs. I'd like to see it, please. Uh, Corbin's not a guy that really goes all that deep in the games anymore. Um, he'll probably be around the strike zone, but he's a guy that's going to it's gonna leave you some pitches. So take advantage of that and, and take advantage of the mistakes. This Braves team is too good to, to continue to struggle in all phases, and I'm hoping that they could start to turn it around. Because right now, the numbers aren't great. Again, way too early. Uh, but you're talking about being 26th in, in average, which nobody really cares about. 16th in runs, which is far too low for this team, even without Ronald Acuna. Uh, 16th in on-base percentage. Again, too low for what this team is. 22nd in slugging. That's the one that I don't like. Three home runs total for this Braves team. That puts them at 16th. And again, that, that's too low. This Braves team has too much power to be slugging uh, in the tw 22nd in the league. They've got way too much power to only have three home runs at this point. And they squared a lot of baseballs up. They're just not going out. So um, I wouldn't be shocked if you see a change happen before the season's out. If this continues, this home run trend with the Humidor, I think you'll see a change happen before too long um, because Major League Baseball likes home runs. And while they don't want them to be crazy, like we've seen in the past, um, you definitely don't want them to be too hard to come by to where uh, you start having nothing but low-scoring games as well. So just get back to 500 tonight. Start playing your game. And uh, looking forward to seeing Bryce Elder in some big league action that's not spring training. Uh, it should be, a, it should be a, good, a good first start for him. He's got a good opportunity. Be careful to Soto. And that's, I mean, that's a good rule of thumb for literally any pitcher in baseball. Be careful of Soto. Outside of that, be aggressive. Make these guys beat you. And don't leave in the middle of the plate. Hit your quadrants, hit your spots, and I think this Braves team will do fine. I'm going to predict a win tonight, like I generally do, but I think tonight the Braves can get to Patrick Corbin. They've done it plenty of times in the past, and I think tonight you'll see some of the power finally play. I'm thinking you're going to see multiple home runs hit tonight. I'm going to call it now. Uh, the weather should be very nice. It, it shouldn't be too cold. It should be nice and warm around game time, so uh, this should be the night that you start to see some homers start to fly out of the yard for the Braves. I can't wait to see it. We'll be back again on Thursday talking about where we're at in terms of this season. By the way, thank you to everybody who tuned in to my first show on Saturday on 680 The Fan. This week, it's only going to be an hour-long show as there is going to be G-Day coverage uh, coming up after my show, the 643 show on Saturday morning. So it'll just be from 9 to 10 this Saturday. Uh, tune in. Hope you guys like it. And uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to continuing that. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back again on Thursday here for the 643 podcast. That's all, folks. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com. 